Welcome to the Absite Smackdown Podcast. We'll talk clinical scenarios, interesting Absite facts, and interesting general surgery knowledge. Now, let's get to it. Hi, welcome back. My name is Jessica, and I'm the content editor for Daily Absite Fact. Please look for us on Facebook and Insta. We are here with the creator of the only Absite review book with a video lecture included, Absite Smackdown, Dr. David Kashmir. Jessica, thanks for having me back on the program. Hi, David. Thanks for coming back. Um, let's touch on current events before we get into today's topic. Here's what's going on in the news. The Absite Smackdown podcast. Visit the Smackdown at AbsiteSmackdown.com. In the news, the president has officially extended the social distancing guidelines for the remainder of this month, most likely until Easter. If you want to explore the specifics on those guidelines, you can find the link in the transcript of this podcast on our website, Absite Smackdown. This extension affects all of us as a country. Doctor, what are your thoughts on this continuing situation? Jessica, just as you said, uh, situations constant evolving, constantly evolving, and what's so tough about this particular virus is its long sort of latency period, the time when people are able to transmit the disease to others but have no uh, real symptoms. That makes this tough. Now, I'm not a virologist, immunologist, I'm not an infectious disease subspecialist, but just uh, having the background as a physician, I can tell you this is a tough one. Uh, it uh, does uh, preferentially uh, kill older people. That's not because it necessarily just infects them any more often. It's just its consequences tend to be more devastating. Uh, you know, influenza has killed about 30,000 plus people uh, since last October. The COVID virus is much less than that, uh, only about 3,000 to 4,000 in these uh, months since we've identified and focused on it. Uh, but its rate seems to be a little faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, difficulty again seems to be in that uh, transmissibility so bottom line however we want to put the healthcare terms on it or not uh, this one's tough it's been tough on us economically like we said mm-hmm. looks like it's going to continue to be so in the united states as the president as you said sort of extended uh, the uh, um, uh, social distancing guidelines which again you'll have a link for on the website mm-hmm. so with the social distancing many of us have the privilege of doing our 40-hour work week from the comfort of our own homes. Kind of that's the only upside to this whole thing, but um, for healthcare workers and people in that industry like yourself, that does not apply. You guys are in the trenches, especially the residents. Um, even with their newly accepted off-site clinical hours, I was researching for my blog and I read that in 2003, the ACGME dictated residents cannot put in more than 80 hours in the clinical or hospital setting. 80 hours. That is a lot. The Absite Smackdown Podcast, bringing you the best for your Absite review. Well, it is. Uh, when you think of a typical work week or the expectations about 40 hours, hearing the idea that the resident's work week was limited to 80 hours sort of seems funny Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was and we abide by that it's changed a lot of what we have to do on the training side since then Uh, there used to be a focus really on uh, brute force training doing a lot of cases 
you know, swinging the bat, the club, whatever, a lot of times that focus on doing it again and again. Now, they still sure do plenty of cases. Mm -hmm. uh, however, there's a more of a focus on proper practice, making sure the educational components fleshed out, uh, teaching differently uh, since this work hours change mm -hmm. came down after something called uh, the Bell Commission uh, findings and a sort of an index case that came out of New York. So the bottom line is things are very different, uh, but that is the current situation. Residents sure do work long hours and the limitation is approximately 80 hours. The AppSite Smackdown podcast is based on the best-selling review book, AppSite Smackdown. The only AppSite review with an entire video review course included. Visit AppSiteSmackdown.com and pick it up today. But that is 80 hours in the hospital, in the clinic. That's not counting their commute. That's not counting their study time. That's not counting the stuff that they're doing that's still really over 80 hours. It's just not in that operating room. Well, I think you make a great point. Uh, they do have to live life, study, and do all these other things beyond just that very formal training time. You know, the term resident came from the fact that originally these trainees were residents in the hospital. They lived mm -hmm. in there. They got their laundry done there. They got their food there. Uh, much of that spirit continued uh, since the concept of residency was sort of invented. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, uh, the world has shifted around us. We have to do a better job as educators. We have to uh, work and train them differently. We've really focused on that mm -hmm. in our residency. And there's a huge component of what you said. The resident staff, even though they're now limited to 80 hours of this more formalized training that we provide, they have to do what they have to do otherwise, whether that be commute, get food, live life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still uh, very challenging uh, to be a resident, uh, even with that limitation that you mm -hmm. talked about. Speaking of the challenge, because that time that they have to live their life and do things outside the hospital is so limited. How do you think that they can maximize that time to get the most out of it? Because that's the time that they have to use not just for life, but to study. They have boards, they have the abside tests, they have everything. What, what makes it easier for them to just maximize that limited amount? Well, you've hit on one of the reasons why uh, we did what we did, creating the Absite Smackdown. Uh, and here's why. Uh, Absite Smackdown includes this video lecture series that you can listen to and watch on different devices, all sorts of different devices, uh, along with a review book that follows it pretty much spot on. And the reason we did that is exactly what you said. How can you maximize? The question is, how can you maximize your scarce time? You know, it's really a question for everybody, but it's especially important for resident staff because things are so limited. So, what can be done? Well, resident staff listen to podcasts. There are other surgical podcasts out there already. They watch videos. They do all these things as they go about living their life. Now, of course, you can't watch a video, or at least you probably shouldn't while you're driving a vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. you can listen to the, the, uh, the audio portion of it. Uh, you can, when you get to where you're going, review the lecture notes in the book. And I think the way to really think about the Absite Smackdown is it's a great, complete Absite a lecture series that you don't have to travel or fly for. You can cut out as a resident all that non-essential stuff like travel. It's less expensive than traveling for an absite review course. Of course, you can't travel nowadays anyway. Very right. easy. <laughs> but what you can do is purchase this course with a book together that follows it sort of as its lecture notes. And doing that is one of the ways, just because of what you said, 
the residents can maximize their scarce time and try to get this content processed. That is the feel I get from it. I know it is a book, but it's more like the video is the main lecture and that's what you're there for. And then the book falls along with it. Was that your intent? It was. And I think you guys on the publishing side really followed up on that well. Uh, that's how we designed it. Uh, we made the video course with uh, the uh, particular facts that you need for the website. You know, a lot of the website review materials, the factoids, they're the same. Mm -hmm. The difference here is having a course and then a work that follows along with it. A course that, again, you don't need to travel for or anything like that. It keeps it easy. And that's really what it's about for residents to maximize their scarce time. It's got to be easy. It's got to be the bulk of the content they need. It's got to be really helpful to them, really easy to get, really accessible on different devices. That's the key. And so that's what we tried to set up, this excellent review course with a book that follows along almost as lecture notes. So speaking of the devices, can you just real quick maybe give our listeners a rundown of some of the platforms and devices they're able to use with this course? Yeah, you guys set it up really well. Um, it's hosted on a site that allows a lot of this. I'm, I'm not the tech guy for it, so right. I, I don't know them all. But last time I checked, um, iOS, so the Apple devices, mm -hmm. um, all the Macs, iMacs, etc., cetera, uh, Android, uh, all the different uh, Google operating systems, uh, the uh, uh, PC uh, and Linux, um, all the different platforms that you can use uh, via web browser, etc. All the different web browsers that I've uh, that I'm familiar with, the common ones, work with it. So it really, the staff who set it up did a great job putting it across all the different platforms in a way that was accessible. I want to give a little bit more props to um, the publishing company and the people that set that up because by doing it this unique way where you have the lecture series and the book that follows, um, we have the opportunity to cut down on a big problem in publishing, which is piracy. And because the fact that when you purchase this, you get the links to the videos and without the videos, it's not that the book isn't not useful, but you know, you don't. You know, you want those lecture videos and you have to purchase the book to have those. And so anyone could take your book and convert it and put it on, but then it, you're lacking all that matters. So the way they did it this time with all the steps they took to protect the book and make it better and keep it safe from piracy, um, it's definitely different than anything I've seen before. How did you feel as the author with the way they handled it? Uh, I thought it was a great way to protect the content. Um, it's a great idea to set it up that way. Really, again, like you said earlier, this is a, a lecture review course mm -hmm. uh, that has a book along with it for notes. Mm -hmm. It's sold as a book that let it be sell, sell easily on Amazon, that let it be sold easily on other platforms, mm -hmm. uh, but it's packaged together. And right. I'll tell you, as the author, it's been a really interesting experience, Jessica, because within a week of it coming out, um, the book was bought in countries across the world. Mm -hmm. And in several of those countries, People took the book and made it into a PDF and put it online. Right. Now, I don't know whether big publishers do that as a way to eliminate competition or why else somebody would do that. But there's just no way you're going to figure out who pirated the book and get to the bottom of that train. And it's right. costly to do, I can imagine, I guess, as a publisher. It would cost a lot of money to figure out how that happened. So it's an interesting technique. And I think you guys were very smart in saying, we're just going to only sell these together. Mm -hmm. And in doing that... Uh, you can take the book, the lecture notes, and you can put it online. And um, this is also interesting. A lot of the content, like the 
high-res photos and different things are in the lecture series, right. but not as much focused on in the book at all. Exactly. And the, the reason why is, sure, you can pirate the text from the book, but it doesn't give you the experience that you need. It doesn't represent the content completely. And so when people do that, or another, I don't know, publishing company or somebody tries to pirate, uh, it's just not as effective. It's just sort of the lecture notes, and it doesn't mean the same thing. And I'll add even one more thing on a personal note. I watch the reviews. And as you know, y'all's strategy along with me is to learn from the reviews, improve the book for the next edition. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a really good strategy. Listening to what people want, the changes to tweak it. I can't wait to see what comes next. The reviews that were negative, some are fine. It's gotten very few overall negative reviews. Mm -hmm. But some of them were outright not real. Yeah. You would try to get to the bottom of who said, I think one or two reviews would say, Oh, the uh, the videos are not really sold along with the book. And, well, that's not correct at all. Right. But it is challenging to get the reviews removed. It's never been that way. It's all been sold together, as you guys know. Right. It's how you set it up. And it's really been interesting to see how piracy, online reviews that are intentionally negative and misrepresent the work, uh, those get on there. And it's just been really interesting for me to learn how you guys have kind of dealt with all that and the good choices you made up front with how you went to publish it. So as an author, I really appreciate that working with you guys. Yeah, I think it was just great. I think anyone that reads this and knows the way the system works and how we have it set up, they can look back at those reviews now and be like, oh, that's a pirate, you know, because if you actually purchase the book or purchase the program, you know exactly how it works and why it's set up that way and how beneficial it is. So, I mean, I think there's a lot the publish co publishing company did right in that capacity, as well as much more that they did correctly, obviously. I feel like from the positive feedback from our readers, it really attests to that. And I'm excited to continue to not only work on this book, but growing and hopefully expanding into the new stages. Um, I really enjoy having you on the show, Doctor, and I'm wondering if maybe we could do this weekly. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I like that the companies asked me to do some content focused ones like things about jaundice and different clinical scenarios with the resident staff i appreciated being able to make those but i gotta say i, I do like it when uh, i'm not just kind of on the host side and in the host <laughs> role so yeah I, I appreciate it i would come back and talk with you again and um we'll see where it goes i do All appreciate right. it well we're looking forward to it and as always this is jessica content editor for daily absite fact Look for us on Facebook and Insta, hashtag Absite Smackdown. Thanks for listening to the Absite Smackdown podcast. Visit us at AbsiteSmackdown.com for more great Absite facts.